Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you will get all your sex questions answered. And your sex life will improve by listening to Sex with Emily. It happens, you know, people, and we've heard from thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that it's changed their lives. It will change yours. We do three shows a week. We've got lots going on our website, our blog. So check it all out and become a Friends with Benefits member today. We love your support of the show. We appreciate it. And we need it, and we want to help you have better sex, and uh, we want to keep on doing what we're doing. We want to keep on keeping on. Hey, Menace, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I'm great. Happy Monday. I know. It's Monday. What did you do over the weekend? Oh, my God. I did a lot of stuff, a lot of crazy stuff. It was fun. I saw a lot of friends. Not crazy stuff, but just a lot of, like, I was very social. I worked a lot yesterday, but I saw friends, and I swear to God, there's, like, this theme that I have to talk about. I feel like, do you know that children's book, Everybody Poops? Have you ever heard of it? Um, I heard of it. Okay. So I feel like it's like it's like for kids who are getting potty trained, it's like everybody poops. So you mm-hmm. can like, oh, it's okay for me to poop because giraffes poop and dogs poop. Well, I feel like everybody poops and everybody snoops because seriously, I heard from so many people this weekend. They're like, yeah, I checked out my boyfriend's email or so-and-so's girlfriend checked out our boyfriend's email because apparently couples are sharing iPads now yeah. and you don't log out of your email oh, and everyone's your, snooping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. No, people, I, I log stop out of snooping. Everything. You got to log out or just yeah. don't, don't do any. First of all, you shouldn't have anything snoopable. Everyone does, though. You're going to find yeah. something. You're always going to find something if you look. And so I just feel like couples should talk about this beforehand. Oh, my beforehand. God. You'd be screwed. I'd be so screwed. I'm so much better now, though. <laughs> I, I, I don't cheat. Come on. I don't do anything No, wrong. I'm not saying that you cheat. But I would just, just be screwed because my, my emails are sort of, you know, yeah, evocative. and flirt Right. Sometimes like that. Or uh, people want to send me large dildos and large toys and things that... I don't know, but it's pretty, it's for work. It's all business stuff. Oh, it's all work How stuff. was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was good. I, um, I, I, I built a uh, closet from Ikea. Yes. Oh my God. By yourself? And it weighs like a billion pounds. Yeah. By I'm myself. so proud of you. But yeah, I, uh, I didn't know you were handy as well. Yeah, no, I, I build things. I should, I should summon you over to my place. <laughs> to build what? I, I need stuff built. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I did that and, um. Closet stuff too. And drank champagne and um, just hung out and watched Jersey Shore Marathon all oh, weekend. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that was it. Did I miss anything on Jersey Shore? Um, like the last five years? Yeah, no, there was nothing too exciting. That nothing was too exciting. That you should. Okay, good to know. No. I'm glad I didn't miss anything because I was really worried when you said that. Yeah. Um, okay, today's show, we've got guest Wendy Strager. Strager, I say that right? right? Strigar. Strigar, sorry. Wendy Strigar, she's going to talk about creating intimacy and stronger orgasms, how couples can really, why intimacy is so important, why couples need it, and why they don't have it. There's so many couples who are lacking intimacy. They think, oh, that's fine. We've got everything else. We like to, you know, make dinners together, and he pays the bills, and I take out the trash, or whatever it is, but they think sex isn't important. It's so the routine. We're talk about it. It's the routine, but that you have to create intimacy, so you keep on having great sex, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. So we've also got sex in the news and emails and all that fun stuff. Cool. But I'm trying to think of what else this weekend. There was something I had to tell you. <sighs> oh, I went to the container store also. Oh, I love the container store. I bought, I bought some hangers. That's my wet dream. 
<laughs> the container like, store? Even more than like adamandeve.com, which I love. Like I was surfing their website. Okay, here's my problem. I'm surfing adamandeve.com, who's our sponsor of today's show. So if you want to get a sex toy, you, you want to get laundry, you want to get anything in the world for your partner, lube, whatever you need, go to adamandeve.com, use coupon code EMILY at checkout. You get 50% off most items, a free gift, and the Kim Kardashian sex DVD. I don't know. If you want it, you get it. I can't help it. You get 50% off items. Use coupon code Emily at checkout. But anyway, I was surfing Adam and Eve, but then I switched to Container Store on my phone. when I, I was up till 4 a.m. I couldn't sleep. And I was to fall asleep looking at the Container Store because I, it makes me feel like I'm going to get my life together somehow. It's like a, it's like a hopeful, wishful yeah. It's thinking. it's it's awesome, but it's a, it's a little bit expensive. It is a little expensive. That's it true. Is. But it, oh my god! I mean, you? luckily I was just buying hangers, but I got seventy two hangers for nineteen dollars. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, did you get those ones that are thin with the <laughs> thin oh, you plastic don't care about ones? Oh, okay. I don't care. That's funny. I, I, I didn't care. get. I like the ones. kind that ones that don't. They they have like their velvet and the things don't slip off. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I'm like anal about my hangers yeah, because I have no closet space, so everything needs to go. But I yeah. love cl- I love containers. That's what people. Uh, there were so many. Uh, the reason I bring it up because I was out there. There were so many couples. That's like that's the thing that you do. I know. Like that's you go bummer. to the container store. And yeah. Instead of creating like intimacy, highlight. our guest Wendy's going to talk about that. <laughs> no, maybe some couples do get intimacy from going to the container store, but hopefully yeah. they'll go home and have sex after. I'm sure they do. They get all hot and feel like they accomplished something. I, th- I think of IKEA as being the quintessential couples store that they go oh, to no, the weekend. There's so many goddamn kids at IKEA. It's ridiculous. Oh, God, I'm really sorry you had to do that this weekend. I, yeah. I, I, I avoided going to a children's birthday on Saturday. I almost had to go, but no, Sunday. It was Sunday morning, but here's the problem. We had the, the daylight savings lose an hour. Mm-hmm. So by the time I woke up, the party was over. Oh, yeah. There's so I, a, I, I know a lot we of people. We lost an hour. I lost a party. I, I'm fine, though. I know a lot of people around the uh, San Francisco, which we're, we're at right now, uh, a lot of people looking tired. Really today? Over one hour of sleep. No, uh, see, I get up early at Didn't 4 a.m. Didn't it mess you up? Nah. I, it doesn't oh, affect me at so all. you're so perfect and together. No, I, I'm, I get, I'm used to getting right up now. super early. Like everyone else, not. I get up at f- like 4 a.m. Oh, I know. You're Who cares? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's like sleeping in for me. I know. I'm well, fine. You're good. I, I am. I'm exhausted today. No, I'm I better. apologize. It's okay. No, I'm fine. It just it just threw me off. So I missed a children's party, which I don't feel bad about. Not that I don't love the child. The child's one. Yeah, I'll go I'm to the sure. second birthday. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got some sex in the news for you today. Okay, what's going on in the news? Dick Van Dyke was caught cradle robbing, sort of. So as birth Hold from on, Mary Dick Poppins Van Dyke went, is still alive? He's 86. Oh, okay. his makeup artist, Arlene Silver, 46 years is younger. The two met six years ago, and since Van Dyke's second wife passed away in 2009, their relationship took a new de- direction, culminating in their leap day marriage. Okay, who cares? But she's cradle robbing. He's 46. She's 86. But she's 46. He's 86. She's 46. Good for him. Good for him. Good for Dick Van Dyke. And he's Dick Van Dyke, which I'm happy to know that he's still alive. And and he's getting laid, apparently. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Single Bostonian women are the nation's unhappiest. Do you have any friends in Boston? They're bumming out. I do. Match.com and Glamour Magazine teamed up to find about America's dating scenes. And they've concluded that if you're looking to date, Beantown is not the place to be. (laughs) The reasons Match and Glamour theorize are Boston's guys' drinking habits and the fact that one in eight act, one in eight expects sex on the first date. While many Boston ladies are happy with the local dating, they acknowledge that the abundance of bars in the city makes guys a little crazy. That's so funny. But pe- I know women in that DC were said to be the happiest. There's so many bars in DC. I live there one yeah, summer. Yeah, it was DC. Yeah. It's a, it's a little different. I never think Boston without the college. Maybe everyone's just all stressed out. They're all like universities and all no, everyone's stuff. just getting wasted. That's what they said. 
That is just so sad. People are getting wasted in every city, aren't they? Really? More in Boston? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad probably I, I'm in glad Boston. I don't live there. That would drive me crazy. I hate pubs with beer. Yeah, but Boston's a big... I hate the smell of beer. Like, if I had to hang out with guys yeah. in bars in Boston, I would shoot myself. I hate I hate beer. Right, Anyways. me too. The whole but thing. it's it's a big uh, sports town, too, so that's probably why Ugh, people are drinking like, like crazy. It's a total double negative against them. <laughs> I'm so never moving to Boston. Our hair okay. is beautiful, though. It is beautiful. I I love Boston. I just don't want to live in Boston and drink Mm. in Boston and have sex in Boston. Okay, FDA approves new brand of breast implants. After three years of clinical trials, the FDA has approved a new silicone gel-filled breast implant produced by the manufacturer Sientra. They were previously only two companies in the implant market. The implants are approved for breast augmentation and reconstruction in women who are at least 22 years old, according to a statement from the agency. You know all about this. I do. Um the whole silicone thing, the scare, it was it was never proven that it actually did anything to anybody. Right. If it did Oh, leak. so that was all misleading? Like, yeah, it was all, it was all it was like, like people freaked out and then uh, then the uh, people started going saline, which is right. the salt water. Right. And then it was never- So now this is never, a big deal because they're coming back. Yeah. It is a big deal that they're, they're bringing that back, the saline, which actually feels more natural than- I mean, it actually, the silicone actually feels uh, more natural than the saline. The saline just feels like you have like some, uh, I don't know, water balloons. In oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have as much experience as you do touching fake breasts. Yeah, I guess so. Didn't you have a few girlfriends in a row? Yeah. That, I know they got them after you broke up, but didn't you still go back and Yeah, touch no, them? I know one of the best plastic surgeons in Northern I, California. I would think that you'd still get a pass. Like, even if they're your ex, you can be like, I know we broke up, but I feel like I get to touch your boobs. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't. Free pass? No. I didn't do that. Okay. But, but you yeah. could have. I'm I just could saying, have if I, th- I wanted to. I think that, sh- that might have been a nice thing. If they yeah, because I hooked them up with the doctor. That's totally. Why. That's I'm the least like, that you I, get. Yeah. You have to feel the boobs and be like, yeah, good. Yeah, cool. Bad. You got to tell them it's good, though. Okay. Um, that's all I got for sex in the news right now. <laughs> all right. Cool. I'm moving on to emails. Okay. okay, these are emails. You can email us at feedback at sexwithemily.com. We love hearing from you. You can also go to the Ask Emily page on, uh, on Sex with Emily. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Sex with Emily. Hello, Emily. I am new, but I just thought, okay. What? I, See, Kelsey, you, I look, read it beforehand. No, Kelsey read it to me. And she goes, do you want to read this one? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to read it, and then you can tell me what you think it means. Oh, God. Hello, Emily. I am new, but I just knew you are the bomb. You must hook up with me because there is somebody you have to meet, including myself, but I'm not selfish, and I have my own proof philosophy about dating and girlfriends, wives, and their boy toys. If you're interested in talking and meeting, get hold of me, okay? You will like my concept. I speak from experience. Bye for now. Tom, he's a premium Friends with Benefits member from Lakewood, California. You know, if you're a Friends with Benefits member, we read your emails first. They go right to the top, and that's why I'm reading this email. He wants to hook up and talk to me about something. Do you think he means, like, hook up, hook up? Like, he wants to stick his tongue down my throat, or he has something why to Why does he about? just put it in the email? I don't know. I got to follow up with him, I guess. I don't know about that. I would pass. Okay. You want more men that are, like, direct, you know? Right. I'm like, what are you saying? Just say it and think. I'm really busy. I get lots of emails. Yeah. But I had to read it because he's a Friends Benefits member, and I'd be happy to talk to him at some So point. email again. Email again with more deets, Tom. Hey, Emily, just started listening to the podcast and love the show, plus listening to your sexy voice as a bonus. My question is, what are your thoughts about cuckolding? I have done this with my partner, but she says she only does it to please me, but she has an orgasm every time and she seems to enjoy herself. I don't want to feel like I forced on her, but it's such a turn on for me. Any thoughts? Sean from San Antonio, Texas. He's a Friends with Benefits member. And cuckolding is a, is a, is a sexual fetish which men watch their wives' girlfriends have sex with other men. Did you know that? So he watched his girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, his partner, have sex with other men, and he liked it. 
And uh, and she says she only does it to please him. him, which is what a lot of women do. But she has an orgasm every time and she's enjoying herself. So I think they're having some kind of communication breakdown. Yeah. She's having an orgasm. She's getting turned on, but says she's just doing it for him. Probably not to hurt his feelings. I just hope you guys are communicating about it. You I, love this relationship. I think this sounds awesome to me. I think this is a win win. Um, but I think. uh yeah, I don't want to feel like you. I, I don't want to feel like you forced it on either, Sean. I think you guys need to go deeper with the conversation. She's saying it's okay, but she's having orgasms, but she's just doing it for you, so it looks like she's enjoying it. So I just feel like it's mixed. If she's really okay with it, and you're really okay with it, sounds like you got a winner here. You got a great thing going. But again, you have to continue to communicate about each person, about each partner. Does the guy sleep over? Like, what are the rules? Because you guys are in an intimate relationship together, and we've seen this hurt harm a lot of relationships in the long term. But right now, it seems to be pretty good. Yeah, if, if this you, is your, I don't if like this is your in, idea, then you shouldn't be overthinking. And it. what sh- what are you doing to please her? Is what I want to know because because she's getting some, you're getting some out of this. What are you doing anything in particular that's now her fantasy? good to switch back and forth like that that's a good question give us an update give us an update sean from in san antonio texas a lot of texas people lately when we're on playboy i had a lot of people calling in from texas i know you loved it what's going on over there it's a big state (laughs) yeah it's like a small nation texas it really is um i don't know we do have a lot of people from texas and from all over the world okay let's move into our topic wendy stragar got it so wendy what's your website uh, goodcleanlove.com goodcleanlove.com okay and we can check out all your stuff there you're a loveologist a sexual health educator and CEO of Good Clean Love product line you've been married for 27 years that's amazing and you have four children mm-hmm. oh my god you yeah. should get a, a medal just for that <clears throat> that is amazing you're from Eugene, Oregon okay so how did you get started giving relationship advice well so I have been married for 27 years that's amazing you uh, should actually, actually be giving actually advice actually almost 28 next month congratulations and um uh, and I'm a Scorpio, so I, I really like sex. Right. And, um, and I had a lot of babies. And I, so when you have babies and you nurse them, yes. um, you have your body changes. Absolutely. And so I had a lot of dryness and pain with sex. And that actually makes you not want to have sex right. because you have pain. So that's so called common. sexual dysfunction. Right. And, um, you know, but a lot of people don't even know that they're in that cycle. And then if you use some ingredients, like the doctor will say, use a lubricant. Right. But some people, once you get that set of symptoms, will get itching and burning from right. the ingredients. Right. So I... I actually was really sensitive to propylene glycol and polyethylene glycol and methyl and propyl paraben. And every time I used it, it would be like I was on fire. Oh. And so I'd have to soak for like three hours. So even if I had an orgasm, right. it was a little tainted. Right. And right. so I was searching for an, a product that didn't make me sick. That was like 10 years ago. And um, and it was really like necessity was the mother of invention. And I started inventing things in my kitchen. Good for you. Uh, Are you a scientist how, by nature or well, something? Well, I'd say that I'm a natural. Um, kind of, I do homeopathy. Okay, I do aromatherapy, great. and so the first products we found actually were love oils, and they actually change your brain chemistry while you kiss because you're no. Actually, the sexiest part of your body, and you know this, is your brain, right? Larger sex organ. Well, so your yeah, so your where your nose ends, your olfactory bulb is actually your limbic brain, and that's where memory and sexuality, the emotion, have to turn on in order for your genitals to do anything, right? And so our love oils actually wake up the limbic brain and actually we also know that arousal precedes desire. So even if you've been in a partnership for a long 
time and you're not really feeling it or you're not in the mood, if you actually do something where you wake up your sense of smell, that actually can remind you, oh, sexy. That's right. I like sexy. So where do you put the oils on? So actually you use oils, you put them on your lips and you come close enough to kiss and you just inhale. My husband calls it smoking me. Oh, I love it. So And um, this really works for you. It works for millions of people, actually. And this is your own brand. Um, Yeah, but you could actually, people can make their own also if they know they have certain scents that they love. Right. You know, you just use 1% dilution. You don't need a lot. But essential oils are alive. You know, it takes 50,000 pounds of roses to make one pound of essential rose oil. Wow. And so for some essential oils, it's more valuable than gold. God, Um, I haven't heard much about this. But, you know, actually, this has been true for centuries. I mean, all of the great lovers through history, actually, uh, cinnamon and cardamom were more valuable than gold historically because they knew the power of their love potential. That's amazing. And so that's how I kind of tapped that. And then as we went, people really said, you need a water-based product because, you know, for penetration. And so we have a beautiful organic lubricant that we promote and we sell nationwide. We have it at Good Vibes and, you know, all the really sex-positive places really love our stuff. It's Good Clean Love, personal lubricant. But here's the thing about lubricant, you know, is that the best lubricant in the world is only as good as your readiness to be penetrated. Right. So if you're doing fast food sacks, hookup sacks, that's five minutes. That's right. really actually pretty shitty sex. Right, exactly. And, and it's especially shitty if you don't trust the person you're with. Right. And it's even shittier if you walk away feeling bad about yourself. Exactly. So my products, I always tell people, don't use this on somebody you don't love. Oh, because right. I don't want to promote any more sex I know, sex you said that to me when you came in. She sent me a bunch of products. She's like, use it with someone you love. I'm like, okay, well, it might be, take a while, but I, I <laughs> well, swear to God. Well, then save it for that guy. I'm going What's to the expiration get, date? Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the products um, for sending. We're yeah, going to check no, them out. Yeah, I'm totally happy for you to have those. And, yeah, and to share you. them with somebody. But so you were going to ask me about intimacy. So yeah, what, yeah. why is intimacy important? Because you have your book here. It's called Love That Works, A Guide to Enduring Intimacy. So I wanted to know, why do you think intimacy is so important? And what in your sex, what is your sex life missing if you lack intimacy with a person? How um, do you explain it? People are like, oh, he has intimacy issues. She has intimacy issues. What, how would you break it down? Well, and actually those are sex issues. Right. So, you know, and actually people think that they can judge what's going on in their relationship by how good or bad their sex is. But, you know, intimacy is sort of the the container that allows good sex to happen. And so, you know, the reason it's important is that at the end of your life, whenever that should be, you're a beautiful young girl. I know you don't have those thoughts right now, but I'm 50 now. I just turned 50. And I can tell you that life goes fast, ridiculously fast. And I want to tell you that at the very end game, the only thing you're going to care about is who you loved and who loved you back. Mm-hmm. That's it. It doesn't matter how how cool your car is. It doesn't matter where your house is. It matters who you love and who loves you back. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in sex and sexuality, the best sex that is available to anybody, you know, forget about all the toys. And believe me, I know all those people that make toys. I right. make stuff myself. But having somebody look you in the eye and make love to you and really actually love you, that is transcending so sex. True. And right. that is where orgasm is available to you in a way that is not available in any other way. And so that's why intimacy is important and I actually people would always come to me and they would come into my booth and be like they would never say well how do you use this lube right. they would say how come my wife won't have sex with me you and know what would I, would you say? Say, I, I, I get asked I get asked that question every day right and so then I would ask them about the container that holds this sex life right, right? so how are they thinking about their relationship because you know if you've been with a guy and he has right. bad thoughts about you he doesn't have to say anything and you know what it is and right. there are so many people who have bad thoughts about themselves so 
and they, is a huge uh, sex well, forget about killer. self-esteem. How about just straight on negativity? You know, you have 250,000 thoughts in a day. And if 80% of them are negative, right. how can you possibly receive love from anybody? Right. Even if somebody's loving you, you might not feel it. So if you don't feel it or you feel like somebody's thinking bad thoughts about you, which they might be, but whether that's true or not, sometimes we imagine it's true. And then it's like, how can you be safe to open to the most vulnerable space of discovering what pleasure is for you? Right. So that's the first it's thing. It's a is lot how of self-work, think. though. Like, so if someone comes in and he says, oh, my wife, she's negative. She doesn't like her body. She doesn't like her work. Like, I always say therapy, right? I mean, that's the kind of thing you can't really do on your own. If well, you're like someone who's full on negative all the time. You know, actually, I had a positivity question. Hopefully someday you'll invite me back to teach you about it. And I grew up in a real negative space. And I can tell you that it took me 82 days of actually really looking at my thoughts. And because once you become conscious of your own negative thoughts, Mm -hmm. exactly. But for me, because I've been doing it for 48 years, it took 82 days. But for I'm doing this project in the high school and kids in 10 days, in 15 days, just from watching how they think we made these bracelets that says you are what you think. The Buddha said that. And no, inside, inside the band says, think positive. And, you know, a positive thought is not like this overjoyed. It can be curious. It can just be, I wonder about this. Right. And so it's just really about ha- creating an open space. And that is so essential in a relationship that you want to be sexual in. Right. Because if you're not at least curious and wondering, then what are you doing there? You're going to feel shitty about it. Right. Don't do it. But if couples aren't connecting and one person is having like one person is, is, is going through a negative space and a negative time. I know what you're saying. You have this, th- and I'm always saying that to people too. Like you got to turn it around. You got to think positive thoughts. I totally get it. But it's, sometimes it's easier said than done. No, but here's the thing. I'm, you know, and I believe me, I know this. Right. Positivity so was for believe two years, me. but here's the thing. It's not about like force yourself to think a positive thought. It's like, can you just at least look at the thought you're having and ask yourself, is this true? Right. A lot of times we spin off and we tell stories and because they're comfortable and familiar, we repeat them. They become true through our repetition. What's actually a great gift and something I've learned from meditation is, can you just be still? My husband, he's you know, he doesn't talk a lot, but usually when he says things, it's like, they're really good. My kids right. are like, when daddy talks, we have to listen. You right. know? Mommy's talking <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you know, but, I, I can relate. But, and, but he says, can you just be neutral? You know, like, don't even look for this high space, but can you just hold, if you're in pain, be in pain. Right. Let, you know, it's like, let the sky be big and let it move through you. And don't take, don't take your lover hostage from it. You know, they can't make you feel better, but maybe they can just be next to you. Right. And you can hold your own pain. And that is actually, you know, a lot of people ask me, how do you have intimacy or how do you make intimacy last over time? And there's a couple big secrets. And one of them is to really understand that anybody that you're with, for any period of time, and this is over after you're over that six months, I'm in love with you. Right, exactly. You're the best person in the whole world. That's you when know, I usually break up. Right? Well, I know. So I'm giving you some really good advice right. now, Emily, okay? <laughs> because r- right at that moment, it's like, here's what you've got. You've got um, what's really lovable about them, and you know those things deeply, and you've got what's really annoying about them. And when you're a grown-up and you want to be in a relationship for a long time, the mature love is where you hold those things side by side. So it's like we get so consumed with what's wrong with somebody that we forget what we love about them and we forget about all that we've invested in that love. And that actually is fueling your desire. So just being able to hold those spaces side by side is so profound. It'll change every relationship you're in. You have to remember why you fell in love in the first place and all those things because they, they, sometimes they, they, they escape you. The bad stuff starts coming up and you have to remember. But the thing is, is that both of those things are true about all of us all exactly. the time. We all you have... know, you're annoying and you're beautiful. Right. You know, and so, you know, can you be Man's lovable? 
lovingly and mostly annoying, annoying, right? <laughs> you know, no. can you be lovingly annoying is the key. I'm working know? on it. Yeah. Mm. So, right? And, and same for all the guys who fall for you. You know, they have this wonderful side to them and they also have this annoying side. And so, you know, at some point, you'll want to be able to hold that space. So it sounds like it's a lot of communication that couples have to well, do. Well, so that's the next piece of the container, right? That's the air. You know, I call this the ecology of love. And so, you know, I, for so many years, because I'm a talker, I thought that it was all about what I said. And if I would just be able to figure out the right way to say it, then somebody would get it. Right. Right? Because you and I were talkers, right. right? But actually, what I've recently learned, as I've really learned to receive and learn what gratitude is, is that usually, really, it's in the listening. So actually, if I can be quiet long enough to really hear not even the words that my teenage son might be telling me, because sometimes he doesn't know the words. Actually, often, I think mostly we don't know what we're trying to say. Right. We think we do. But if we listen, really listen with an open, curious heart, we hear what's behind the words. And the amazing, miraculous thing about really deeply listening to somebody is that is what love feels like. Mm-hmm. People can't tell it apart. And just by that experience, they start to listen to you. So talk about deep intimacy. All we have to do is be quiet and right. be present. Okay, and I want to tell you that listening is a full-on action sport, at least as much as sex. You can't be texting somebody and listen to them. You can't be looking Menace. on... Or, I can listen. He here's the thing. The but, it, but the whole thing is, is that when you're texting, and believe me, we have a no texting rule at the dinner oh, table. Good. When you're texting, you can't actually be fully attending to somebody and really deeply, deeply listening to somebody is full attention. And we so rarely are able to do that in our culture because we're so busy. There's so many things to distract us. But really, if you take even five minutes and full on give that to somebody, that, that is the most powerful gift we have for anybody. Right. So that's the second piece. And then the third piece is this this feeling of being show, of showing up for somebody, right? That's the water. And that actually keeps a passionate fire safe. And right. so if you, if you don't actually show up, which means that somebody's at your back, right? And that maybe means something different to you than it does to me. They, they, they do the wash or they pick up the dog or they take out the garbage or, you know, for my husband, it means let him, you know, let him sit in peace quietly and not expect him to go to a chick flick just because right. I want him to, exactly. you know, or maybe it means that he shows up and changes a flat tire for me in his work clothes. You know, I mean, it it means different things to different people, but a lot of couples never get clear about what it means. Right. And so then, even though what the guy thinks he's showing up for you, the woman's like, yeah, you're never there for me. Right. But he's showing up in the way he knows how. Right, exactly. And so you have to really define what that means. And so here's the great news, Emily. You know, for 30 years, I've been making love to the same man because I was with him before I got married. So I must have made love to him maybe 3,000 times easily, maybe more. Um, but, um, and it's better every time. That's amazing. So, I mean, I have the best sex of any woman you will meet at my age after being married to the same man and not cheating on him. So what's the secret? Those are the secrets that you do all those things that you listen. It's too much work for her. She can't take it all. Well, actually, Emily's growing up (laughs) and I know that she wants to have a deep and moving, long lasting relationship in her life. And so she maybe will play this podcast again next time she meets somebody who thinks is Mr. Right. (laughs) And, you know, those are all the secrets to having great sex, right? You actually show up for somebody so it's safe enough for you to explore what your erotic self is. Because this is really where you guys do that work, though. Do you guys talk about your fantasies and 
stuff like that with each other, or do you don't even need to? Well, yeah, but you know, actually, for many, many years, I actually it was took me a long time to give myself permission to even look at my fantasies. Like you know, right. the first no, question, the first question people ask when they go into a sex therapist's office is, is um, "Am I normal?" Right, right. So we're all afraid of our sexuality. You know we're that from your emails, normal. right? Right. So because our sexuality is the most mysterious part of us, it's like after we eat and sleep and drink, we're sexual. That's right. the next thing exactly. we are. And, and it's like normal to, to be sexual. Exactly. That's like really healthy. But if, you, if you've if you had all kinds of weird education or a weird relationship to your sexuality, then you're kind of afraid of it. And you're afraid that the, your expression of it is not normal. So if you bring those confusions into a relationship that's not safe or where somebody doesn't show up for you, right. how can you possibly be willing to explore right. it? So people have to feel safe with their partner and be in a safe place. And that's safe even true place. if like, you know, you talk about your friends with benefits and your hookup. You know, it, is it safe to be with somebody who teases you as a joke? But, right. you know, their sarcasm, you're at the brunt of it. That's not safe. That feels like shit. Right. Exactly. You know, and so, you know, even those kind of friends with benefits things or, you know, those kind of like hookups. And believe me, I know about Ashley Madison and all that other stuff. And I right. know that the relationship I'm in is a rare one. But but I actually believe that we all have the seed of love and goodness in us. And if we would learn to cultivate, it's such basic skills that we need to do what the the end of that is like really amazing sex that evolves you into a transformed person you know i mean i have uh, you know and not only that but like you know who wants to have sex for seven minutes like right. that's not even Minus. sex no you know, way uh, you know i don't know why she's abusing you all the I time don't know I, I, you seem like a perfectly nice guy <laughs> and um, i agree but, with a lot of but, your statements but i'm I the one that wants to get married and have sex so with somebody I for get like forty years. No, no, no. Okay, but, you're but so like, actually, I'm going to keep working on you because yeah. I, would, I actually, that's my highest aspiration for you, Emily, is that you find somebody that you could actually hold close in your heart and actually explore the depth of your of your of your sexuality. Absolutely. Because the truth is that we do this like stuff with all these people, and we think that we're going to somehow get something. But really, going in so you deep with go one deeper, person, right. Right. you, you actually get everything that you would get with so a million true. people. I know. That. And so, you know, we want to talk orgasm. I don't know how much time we have, sure. but, you know, you want to dive into orgasm, which, of course, is the first question people ask, right? I mean, I get questions on right. my show, so too. What you, what's your common, yeah. And so, because really, after am I normal, the next thing is, is how come I can't orgasm, right? right? Or how come I can't orgasm in this way or with this person, right? Because women can orgasm much more frequently by themselves than they can with their partners. And um, and many women can orgasm in intercourse, and then they feel like, oh, how can I get that right? Right. And so, you know, so then, then, then what happens is that everybody feels like they have to perform. Right. So they get into the bedroom and before they've even taken their clothes off, they're scared that they can't perform. Right. It's right? all in and your head, so, a lot of it. So here anxiety. we are back at where we started, right? With the ground. So can you actually show up? <laughs> And actually be curious about who you are sexually. So then you have to feel safe to do that, right? And, and actually not be in a hurry. So, you know, for me, it's like love oil. You know, I, I mean, I have to face this man every day. We have all these bills. We have all this bullshit. We have these kids who don't listen to us. I mean, you know, it's not like I live a fairy tale. I don't want anybody to think, oh, she's like happily ever after. I keep no, working at work. my marriage. Of course. Of course and, you know, work. and actually Sigmund Freud, the quote in the beginning of my book is that love and work is the essence of human humanity. 
And love and work actually is the same word, you know, and, and, and having that is the cornerstone of what it is that makes you human. So working at our relationships, that's the most valuable thing we do. And sometimes it's a goddamn pain in the ass. Yeah, it's true. So, and a lot of couples think if they have to work, they know it's not worth it. Well, but exactly, you know you but, have to but, do the work. But when it's working, that's actually the real the love. Real work, right. Because it's like when you fall in love, that's not loving somebody. That's your biochemistry trying to get you to procreate. Right, for, the, for six months. You know? Right, you got to watch like, out for but that. But learning how to love somebody is how you become the best part of yourself. And the benefit is that you get to like explore what it means to be sexual. And so, you know, I could go on and on about no, orgasm, know, right? Good, but, right. but you know, so let's just talk quick about a couple tips on orgasm, right? So you take some time and you smoke somebody, right? You inhale them, you know, and you feel your brain changing. You know, the, my love oils, they're sort of magical. You put it on Can anybody. You put it on anybody. It smells different than everybody that wears it. And any two people create a scent bridge that's unique to the two of them. Smells different all over your body. And so all the time you're giving this information to your limbic brain, which is really the gateway for where sexual fantasy hangs out and all your sexual curiosity and your comfort with your erotic self. So you do that for a while and maybe now you're instead of seven minutes, you're at 12 minutes. You know, and then Amazing. we have these body candies, you know, which are like van- vanilla chai or cocoa mint. I know, I and love they the do flavors. This, they do this kind of hot, cold thing, right? And so, try and imagine all the fun places that your sensitive tissue could enjoy that hot, cold thing without. You know, having to put L-arginine and engorge right. yourself or any of this weird chemistry, you know, this sort of petrochemical stuff. Right. You can do that to yourself with your mind just by paying attention. So you do a little oral sex. You kiss with a new flavor. Now you're suddenly at 17 minutes. You know, you reach for a bottle of lubricant at 17 minutes and you are going to have a profoundly different penetration experience because you've actually been attended to. Right. Because you you're actually out of your feel, mind. Yeah. And, and, and you're your not senses. trying to perform something. You know, sexuality is first sensuality. So if you allow yourself actually the power of your senses, you know, actually a touch to the side of the face is erotic. I agree. You know, feeling you on your hip, you know, I love our it. genitals are not just the only erotic place. I know. I mean, you know, the curve under your arm is erotic. I know. So when you, when you take, the, when you the, take time. the time, when you take the time to actually not need to get someplace. Right. And men have just as many problems about performing. I mean, for every woman that has sexual dysfunction, there's almost as many men it's who, so true. who, who are afraid they can't, like they're going to prematurely ejaculate or they're going to, or they're so going to. So much of it know, is in their mind and they haven't well, done the work yet. So to the whole thing is, is can you just be face to face with somebody you actually care about? Right. And actually wonder, just wonder, be curious about what could happen to you. Exactly. You know, and, you know, so I've been making love to the same guy. You'd think I would be bored as hell. No, I he's don't. Very I know couples I who just are, no, I know plenty of happy couples. I'm sure. So, I'm sure. So, you know, um, but, you know, strong, silent type, doesn't talk a lot. And actually, I still even 30 years later have to say to him, okay, this would be a good time to say something romantic to right, me. Right, right. We just had this remarkable sexual experience. How about like, you're, and so, you know, now he's getting a little bit better. I've ta- taught right, him some lines. Right, you're so hot you or know, whatever. Or, right. no, he's that like, turned me on. Actually, the best thing for somebody to say to you is, is that you make my whole life meaningful. Right. Aww. So it's like, or I'd be nothing without you. Or, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, whatever. I want to know that I make a difference in somebody's life. And, you know, and sounds so... sounds like you're doing a good job and you're doing good yeah. work for other people. Good Clean Love is your website. Right. And I actually write a blog that actually won best blog, sex and relationship blog of 2011 from intent.com. It's uh, called Making Love Sustainable. Okay. And I'd love to put you on my mailing list because I write stuff every week about how to do this love work. Yeah. And, everyone should check out your blog and your website. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd love to be on it. Yeah. Okay, good. And 
I would love to have you on my radio show sometime oh, sure. if you would do it. It's I would absolutely do Lunch it. with the Loveologist. Okay. And uh, I interview all kinds of great sex therapists and I books, love it. book authors. I'd and, love to be on your show. Yeah, I'd love to have you, Emily. Okay, let's do it. And next time you get into a relationship that you're going to bail on, you. I want you to call me. I'll <laughs> call you. That you're the first call well, before I dump him. Well, she might be calling Yeah, please, could, please. I'm not going to dump <laughs> this guy. No, I'm actually with someone that I like right now. Okay, well, so actually when you start to say that you love months. him, yeah. when you start to say that you love him and it starts to be a little annoying, then you and I need to do a few consults. For sure. Okay? Okay, I need you to ground me. Uh, Give me some love oils. <laughs> So, yeah. How's use that menace? What do you think? Yeah. Does it make you want to fall low in love? I want to see the these oils. I know, me too. Did you send me some of the oils, right? I did send yes, you oils, you and I'd be happy to it. send you some, and I you could interview me on your show in the morning. All right. I'd even get up early to talk about love well, and sex. i get up very early. Yeah, I know. I, nice. It happens to me when I drive my kids to tennis practice. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, thank you so much, Wendy. I yeah, appreciate it. It was lovely it. to be here. Thank it's you so great much. having you. Thanks so much for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com.